0: Episode 165 for the love of the game on the Believe Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. For all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including Major League Baseball, the latest fight news, and early season NFL futures, Bet Online is the place to be. Head to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code BLEEV, B L E A V to get that bonus. Again, 50% on your first deposit. Use promo code BLEEV, that's B L E A V to get in the action. Bet online where the game starts. With that said, episode 165, for the love of the game, let's get this work.
1: <laughs> yeah do no, you knew? No no no, 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 no. Yeah. We sell crack to our own out the back of our homes. We smell the musk of the dusk and the crack of the dawn. We go through episodes, too, like attack of the clones. What till we break a back and you hear the crack of the bone? To give by, just to get out just to get by, just to get by. We commute to computer, spirits stay mute while your eagle spread rumors. We survive a turn to consumers. Just to get by, just to get by, just to get by. just to get by. Just ask why some people got to live in the trailer, cause like a sailor, I paint a picture with the pen like Norman Miller. Me and Welda raised three daughters all by herself. With no help, think about the struggle and find the
0: strength of myself. These words melt in my mouth, they hot like the jail cell in the south before my core. You know what it is, episode. 165 for the love of the game and the sports calendar it's it's lean folks it's lean it's a lot of baseball the Yankees just lost an absolutely brutal loss to the Cincinnati Reds a Reds team that is not very good to say the least however they have won six straight games which is a little weird but we'll get to the Yankees in a little bit But that's basically the sports calendar right now. NBA free agency has tailed off. It's in a little bit of a holding pattern with Kevin Durant still not being traded, even though he has asked for a trade. We spoke a lot about NBA free agency and trade season last episode. So there's not really much to talk about, except there's new Donovan Mitchell news we'll get to in a second. But, yeah, sports calendar, it's going to be tough sledding for a little bit until – Training camps start. There's going to be college football in about a month, five weeks. But right now, it's a little slow. So we're going to go back to the well. One for the ladies. We're going to talk about the season premiere of The Bachelorette with a recurring guest in just a matter of minutes. But a couple of quick things in the sports world. Number one, Novak Djokovic won his 21st major, winning Wimbledon against Nick Kyrgos in four sets. I mean, Novak, just incredible tennis, absolutely incredible tennis. I know that we kind of got the full Nick Kyrgios experience in this match. I mean, we had tremendous highs that first set. He was incredible. The, The first serve was money. I mean, the aces, the electricity. We had him complaining about a drunk fan. We had him screaming at his box. The people who apparently support him the most so full display of the full kirgos experience it's why you just can't quit the guy he's incredible and you saw it at the end of the match just how likable he is with post-match interview and how much he and novak get along it's just crazy absolutely crazy but the story is obviously djokovic i mean he played at an unbelievable level the defense is tremendous when – he he's just so mentally tough that if you're not going to be at your absolute apex, you're just not going to beat him. doesn't matter what surface it is. You're just not going to beat the guy. Now, I still think Federer, for my money, is the best tennis player I've ever seen. His best I think is better than anybody else's best, but it's hard to – It's hard to debate Djokovic right now. I mean, just wild, absolutely wild. And the fact that he's not going to be able to play in the U.S. Open because of the vaccine rules at this point is ridiculous. It's an outdoor tournament. Uh, Just whatever. We're not getting started about coronavirus. But yeah, kudos to Novak Djokovic. Congratulations to him on another Wimbledon title. Incredible run. Yeah, and It may be a while until we see him again, and that's a little weird, and it's kind of a shame. The New York Yankees, I just mentioned, just lost 4-3 to the Cincinnati Reds, a game that they were up 3-0 going into the ninth inning. Garrett Cole pitched great. All-star closer, Clay Holmes. Man, he just didn't have it tonight. He just didn't have it. It's one of those nights with relievers. You're going to get a few of these games a year where they're just – even the – best ones in the league, like Clay Holmes is. He's one of the f- two or three best closers in the league this year. And they're just going to be crap. And there's not much you can do about it. So, yeah, weird loss for the Yankees. Going into tonight, they were 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They played 10 games in 11 days. So for a team kind of in the dog days of the season, that's not bad. I mean, is this loss tonight going to really affect their long-term plans in terms of winning the division no but I will say this they had a four game series against the Red Sox prior to tonight's game at home against Cincinnati after winning the first two games of the series the fact that they split while again it's not super concerning is you don't want to give the Red Sox even an iota of hope that they can catch the Yankees this year because the Red Sox have owned the Yankees in the past. Especially in playoff type games and in playoff series. So, you don't want to give the Red Sox any hope. I mean, the Yankees are still 61 and 26 or something like that, like an absurd record. They're going to be fine. This is a weird stretch. It happens in baseball, but games against the Red Sox, you got to take care of business. So, the Yankees can't rest on their laurels right now in terms of the trade deadline. You got to go out and You may have to get an outfielder. I mean, Aaron Hicks just hurt himself today. Basically foul-tipped into his shin. Looked like he broke his leg. They say it's not broken, but we'll see. And he was just starting to come around. But the Joey Gallo experience is tough to watch, to say the least. And, yeah, if you're the Yankees, you have to be all in this season because this is a season right now where they are special enough to win the whole thing. Whether that's getting a difference-maker starting pitcher because Jamison Tyone has not been very good lately maybe that's getting another reliever maybe that's getting an outfielder maybe that's getting two out of three whatever's available they're gonna have to do so it'll be interesting to see what happens there again not cause for concern with the yankees just know where they are right now and what's at stake and what they can possibly do this season and they have to be all in when it comes to the trade deadline lastly the donovan mitchell news so as i mentioned Before last episode, we talked a lot about trade season, NBA free agency, and after the Rudy Gobert trade, there was a report that the Jazz are looking to build around Donovan Mitchell. I said at the time that that was crap, and the report comes out today, Woj tweets it, that the Jazz are gonna be listening to offers for Donovan Mitchell. It's no surprise, I mean, to keep Donovan Mitchell and to trade Rudy Gobert, When they were the foundations of the team, that was a playoff team, especially with Danny Ainge calling the shots there, and he never wants to be in the middle. He either wants to be good and in the mix to possibly get to a finals, or he wants to be absolutely horrible. Well, once they trade Rudy Gobert, now it's time to trade Donovan Mitchell so that the Jazz can be really bad and tank for Victor Wambanyama, the French uh, prospect who looks like he can be really, really awesome. Okay, so... Now, obviously, how many teams are really going to be in the mix for Donovan Mitchell? And the Knicks are one of those teams. Right now, they have young players. They have draft capital that they can use. And the debate is whether the Knicks should trade for Donovan Mitchell and what they should trade. Now, at this point, with the Knicks, after signing Jalen Brunson, that became official. It's not going to be a sign and trade with the Dallas Mavericks. At this point, you're all in, right? You're all in. You just paid $25 million a year to a point guard. Go get Donovan Mitchell. Go get yourself a dynamic scoring backcourt at this point. I like Donovan Mitchell. I like Donovan Mitchell a lot. I think around the league, his perception has, you know, I think he's been a little underrated at this point. Like, I know Bill Simmons just did his trade value podcast and column. The podcast was Ryan Rossillo and he had Mitchell at 35th which I thought was a little ridiculous. And I understand that you're taking into account contract. You're taking into account a whole bunch of things. That it's not just player for player, but you can't tell me that Donovan Mitchell is 35th on that ranking and that Devin Booker is 11th Okay. Devin Booker was a career loser until Chris Paul got there. Donovan Mitchell, his rookie year, was the best player in a playoff series that featured Russell Westbrook in his prime and Paul George. I don't wanna hear this nonsense that Donovan Mitchell, just because the Jazz had a couple of weird playoff exits that all of a sudden he's like so much worse than Devin Booker, okay? If anything, I think Donovan Mitchell is still slightly better than Devin Booker, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, if you're the Knicks, Go get your man all right you have the draft picks you have the swaps if that means trading rj barrett at this point do it because guess what rj barrett is never gonna realize his full potential if he's playing on a team with donovan mitchell and jalen brunson there aren't enough possessions to go around all right if that were to be the case and again i like rj barrett i don't just want to trade rj barrett but donovan mitchell's 25 years old He's a high-usage player, but again, he's an all-NBA-caliber player. Do I think R.J. Barrett is ever going to be an all-NBA-caliber player? No, I don't. I don't. So, yeah, go get your guy. Worry about the defensive fit afterwards. Go get your man, and that hopefully will lead to Julius Randle not being on the team because that is still the number one priority for the New York Knicks. Julius Randle to Charlotte in a separate deal. Go get Donovan Mitchell, even if it means R.J. Barrett, and if you have a lineup of Brunson, Mitchell, Grimes, Toppin, Mitchell Robinson, well, that's at least interesting, all right? That's at least interesting in the Eastern Conference. So we'll see what happens, but yeah. If the Knicks hadn't given Jalen Brunson that big contract, I'd say there's no reason to go all in for Donovan Mitchell at that point. Because at that point, you're playing the long game. But because you just paid a guy 25 million dollars a year who again is a good player but not a great player you need a potential star next to him and donovan mitchell qualifies for that so we'll see we'll see what happens with the knicks i, I mean if they get mitchell and trade julius randall i will say that the off season for the most part was a success but we shall see we shall see what happens with that said we're going to bring on Recurring guest Lizzie Verstendig to analyze this different season of The Bachelorette, and we you get to her in just a matter of moments. This episode of the For the Love of the Game show on the Belief podcast is brought to you by Auto Approve. Auto Approve is an online service that makes vehicle refinancing easier and faster. Auto Approve connects vehicle owners with a network of top credit unions, banks, and finance companies to find the best available interest rates. That helps you handle the paperwork, simplifying the vehicle refinancing process from beginning to end and putting money back in your wallet take your tag light to the next level with more money in your pocket not only will you save thousands on your auto loan with working with auto approve but for all listeners that refinance through auto approve they will send you a hundred dollars cash to your mailbox that's right they'll not only help you lower your monthly payment but if you use autoproof promo code slash believe, they'll send you $100 back cash back. To find out how much you can save and claim your $100 cash back again, go to autoproofcom slash believe. AutoApprove Save money on your car loan. So the sports calendar, it's a little slow right now. It's strictly baseball, and we're getting to the all-star break. There hasn't been any real new news except for the Donovan Mitchell news a little bit uh, regarding the NBA. So, it's time one for the ladies, all right? We're running it back. The new season of The Bachelorette kicked off last night. And you know I had to bring her on because this is a very different type of season. Lizzie Verstendig is back. Lizzie, what do we think about last night?
2: Oh, Where to begin? Uh, I think that there's a lot of potential, but I think it was a bit of a slow start, Um, a little bit of a boring episode as a whole, but I think that they're just kind of laying the framework for how it's going to work with two bachelorettes.
0: So... With that said, going into last night, because I agree with you, last night was a little bit of a snooze fest, and we'll talk about all the reasons why we thought it was a snooze fest. But going into this season, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited were you for this season, knowing that they were doing something very, very different, bringing Gabby and Rachel on together?
2: Well, so like normally I would say a 10, but we know a 10 is when Ari was The Bachelor. So that's my barometer. So I'm going to go with a nine. Um, a, because I love Gabby. I think she's wonderful. And B, because I think it's been a while before they've real like since they've really done something very different. Um, so I'm really interested to see how this goes. And I have a feeling that they kind of made it up as it went along.
0: Is different good for this franchise?
2: I think it depends on what the difference is. I think we were kind of a little bit stuck with the show. And I think that they know that there's a possibility that maybe there's not as long of a future as they thought it was once was. So I think that's why they're trying to change things up.
0: When you say there's, there's not as long of a future, I, the ratings are still good, right? Like the ratings still do well. So I just don't.
2: well i just think they're getting more they've gotten a lot more negative press than they've ever gotten before ever since the
0: chris harrison debacle but they did that to themselves so i don't feel bad for them but anyway but anyway so obviously i just i don't know i feel like this formula is a very simple formula that should that it works like clockwork right you choose one bachelor or bachelorette and this way they can make all the decisions and it's and it's easy right like i just i'm not sure that this format is going to be great television for those who are looking for you know classic bachelor bachelorette seasons
2: yeah i think it's honestly more of a hybrid between bachelor bachelorette and bachelor in paradise because you do have that dynamic of more than one lead quote unquote fighting for the other sex so in this scenario i have to imagine and i think we can kind of see like rumblings of it that there's going to be a point where they both like the same guy and that's just not something we're used to on the bachelor bachelorette because there's one lead and the show revolves around them and they actually brought attention to it the girls they said you know the guys are kind of calling the shots here which is the opposite of what the bachelorette usually is
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now let me ask you a question. Uh, actually like a three pronged question. One, would this format work better with two guys and female contestants because let's just face it, guys don't hate each other as much when it comes to this stuff. Second prong question, more likely to be an overwhelming part of this season? the female friendship of the two of them or that they come to hate each other by the end of it
2: so I think a hundred percent you're correct that it would be a very different dynamic if it were two male bachelors um I think it would be totally fine I don't think it would be a problem and honestly it would probably be kind of funny um I think with the two girls I think they're going to really try to continuously love each other. And I and I do believe that at a certain point down the line, they're each going to have their relationships that they're continuing. I think maybe in the beginning or, or kind of middle where they're still figuring it out um, is where they may have some conflicts. But I think it's going to be obvious at a point. I mean, they even said on the first episode, Rachel said, oh, he's so my type. And Gabby said, he's so my type. Seems that they have relatively different types. But if you look at the, if you watch the end of the episode where they have the preview, and I don't know if they're splicing things together, but it does look like when, you know, Which Rachel they probably are. Out. Let's I'm be sure real. Everyone. Yeah. But then when Rachel gives out roses, the people say, the guys say, no, I'm here for Gabby. So I can't imagine that that doesn't cause animosity, but that's not really Gabby's fault. So I don't know.
0: No, it's not. I, yeah, it's going to, It. I mean, for people who just like a shit show, like this is perfect. Like this is absolutely perfect. And, and a part of me is like, if, if you're the two contestants, right, if you're Gabby and Rachel, like how do you agree to this? Knowing what could possibly happen, like how do you agree to this?
2: Well, the question is, did they know that the other one was asked? I'm not sure that they did. I think they. Maybe- you think,
0: wait, hold on. You think they went into this blind?
2: I think that if you pay attention to the after the final rose, there was a a second where I thought that they might not have known that each other was also asked.
0: I could be wrong. Okay, so, okay, but the time frame between the after the final rose and this filming. No, but it was
2: announced on national television and they both got up on stage. Someone's going to back out at that point? I don't think so.
0: I I don't know. I just feel like you're putting them in an impossible spot. Of course.
2: It's an asshole move on the producer's part, but this is what they do. And they, at the end of the day, listen, in their defense, they need to make good television. Do they really care about who they heard on the way? No. And who knows? Like, they could both come out on top. We have no idea. I will say that I was impressed that a lot of the guys said, Oh, well, you know, if I kiss one, I'm not going to kiss the other. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry, guy. First of all, that's BS because at that point, it's survival of the fittest, right? Because you're trying to stay on television. So when they're saying that, I don't believe them for a second, especially okay. early on. Like, what's his name? The guy who couldn't tie a tie. Eric? Um, what, what was his name? Eric? Eric. We'll get to Eric in a yeah. little bit because I think he was actually one of the dudes who act, who stood out. But I agree. I think push comes to shove, like he's going to try and stay on television. You know, he's not just going to.
2: No, I think. No, I think there might be moments where someone kisses both of them because as time goes on and they interact with both of them, they may start to have feelings for the other one. But I I thought it was surprisingly gentlemanly that people even made that comment
0: i guess that's fair so let's talk about the 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 guys all right uh first of all um overall this crop what do you think about this crop of dudes
2: um i think they seemed a little bit tame which i'm not necessarily opposed to um i did think there were a lot of good looking guys though
0: I mean, they're, they're handsome, handsome. I just thought there was a lot of lame, lameness going around. Uh, I thought a lot of the – I just – no one – like, very few just, like, jumped off the page with natural charisma. And, and I also
2: think – I think they didn't give them a lot of, like – no one seemed to get a lot of screen time. And I think that's because, as we see at the end of the episode, like – we kind of have another full episode with all these people, so that's why I think they weren't—they were, didn't seem like they were really focusing. Besides, maybe Eric, they didn't really focus on any one person for too long.
0: Well, uh, well, I mean Tino, who also right. who also stood out. Um, he was one right. of the other ones, but it—it was—I I just there was a lot of lame acts, right? Before we get into the uh, introductions, right? They're they're getting out of the limo moment. The wardrobe choices. Where are you at with the wardrobe choices?
2: To be honest, like, nothing stuck out to me. Oh, the girls or the guys?
0: Guys, guys. I mean, Gabby oh, okay. and Rachel looked great. I mean, the dresses yeah. looked great. I mean, they're good-looking and, women. Like, they're going to look good yeah. in almost anything. So, like. Yeah, agreed.
2: Um, I, nothing about the guys' outfits, like, really stood out to me, other than the people that had, like, outlandish costumes or the guy who wasn't wearing a shirt. Um, But you're probably more in tune with the male fashion than I am, so.
0: Wear a tie. Wear a tie. That's my thing. Like, I always will, you know, in, in a formal setting like this, I mean, I thought the guys generally dressed well. But, like, there's a formality to this. Like, wear a tie. Suit and tie. Let's go. Come on. Like, especially... There were a couple of investment bankers, right? Like one of the guys from Boston, who I actually kind of liked towards the end of the episode. He was the one who was doing the um, the whiteboard and had to speak. Oh yeah, Boston. Ryan. Yeah, yeah, Ryan. I I like him, but like, we're a tie. Also, enough with you know the tailoring of the pants. Sometimes like you're cutting it too short on the ankle. Like I don't need to see your calf muscles. These aren't capris. You're wearing a suit. Like come on. Like a little bit of that. I also – if you're going tuxedo, that's a try-hard move. That was lame. Like the uh, – I, I couldn't stand the the guy who was wearing the maroon jacket, velvet. First of all, it's the summertime. Stop wearing velvet in the summertime, all right? That's for fall and winter. We're not wearing velvet in August, okay, or whatever they're filming. We're not doing that. Um and and the bow tie with the dark shirt and then the maroon bow tie. I think he also had oh, like yeah. the singers come out. Like that guy was a oh, lame ass. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um,
0: the magician who was wearing the tuxedo, being the magician, terrible tuxedo yeah. shirt, terrible collar. Like, come on. I I I need I need more from my dudes out there. All right. Yeah, listen, you're not wrong. I just. Yeah, I just need more. I need more. I, I, and and for uh, Eric, who says, quote, I don't know how to tie a tie. OK, so so did you believe him that you didn't know how to tie a tie or was that just a gimmick? I think it was a gimmick. And that you think when he got the not right, that that was just the producers doing it like, all right. So it was just a gimmick because I kind of think it was a gimmick, too. I mean, he's what was he in, like, real estate finance or something?
2: I'm just saying he's like in his 20s how does he not know how to tie
0: a tie well that was i mean that that's shocking shocking to me that if you're in your 20s and you're a guy who works in the industry that he does how you don't know how to tie a tie so i i i will reserve judgment on eric and his uh ability to be a functioning man in corporate america uh for the next couple of weeks but yeah that was a little weird so who's um who do you stuck out in terms of whether it was throughout the episode, whether it was the introduction, give me some thoughts on some of the guys you, you know, that, that you kind of bookmarked.
2: Yeah. So there were actually a bunch. So I would say in terms of entrances, I really appreciate, I actually thought most of them had like very sweet entrances where sometimes they're very inappropriate. Um, I thought Jordan H, he was the one that did the
0: headphones I like that the software engineer. Yeah,
2: I thought that was was, on my list. That was a very clever and very sweet move, and like to make them feel special. And obviously, as he talks to Rachel, she says that. I thought that was really, really smart. Um, I liked. Um, I mean, Tino's entrance wasn't like so crazy, but it definitely stuck out. Um, Well, yeah,
0: because Rachel wanted to jump his bones immediately.
2: Yeah, I mean when he did he came off very charismatic I thought. Um I really liked Jason not because his entrance was anything special, he just really stuck out
0: to me. The um he was the second guy, right? Yeah. What's with the tie undone at the top? Like if you're going to wear the tie, you got to go button the top collar, button the top button and all the way up. Like come on, I just I expect a little bit more from you, but yeah, he he had a presence about him. But Jason, I need more from you. I expect yeah. more from you.
2: Okay. Um, the guy I don't remember who it was because he was not memorable other than this. The guy who messed up, mixed up their names.
0: Yeah, I don't. I couldn't. I wrote tell it down. It. I wrote it down. Hold on, I'm gonna find it. Um, no, I didn't write down his name. <laughs> I wrote I down the guy who messed it, up the names. Yeah. You had one fucking job. One job. Part of me,
2: part of me wonder is if the producers told him to do that.
0: Well, well, well then is anything authentic anymore? Like at this point.
2: I don't know. Or me? no. Okay. So I don't want to say they told him to do it, but maybe he said to them, oh, like, do you think it would be funny if I did this? And they said, yeah.
0: Well, I don't think <laughs> they really appreciated it. Because
2: they definitely did
0: not. He he's not long for this season. He's not long.
2: Oh no no no, definitely not. Um, those were like my big stand-ups. I also like Zach. He was also one of the first. Was he the first person? I think maybe that came out. Um.
0: I don't, yeah, I don't. I do mean, remember. I don't remember Zach. So clearly, I Zach think, to me wasn't think, that memorable. I
2: think he might have been the first person that came out. Oh, and then the other memorable memorable entrance was the guy who looked like Fabio, who came on the horse.
0: Yeah, I mean, his name's Jacob, right?
2: Pretty yeah, Jack. Jacob.
0: Jacob's very track. Like, Was it cheesy as anything? Yes. Was who the cares? oil a good move for like a uh, a happy ending? No, because. These women's dresses, like, you can't have baby oil, like, that stains. Like, they have to go through the entire night in one dress. Like, you can't stain it. Like, what are we doing, guy? Like, listen, dude's got, you know, nice hair, and he's got a great pex. But, like, he's not long for this shit. It was oh, no. cheesy. It was, it was cheesy, it. man. It was cheesy.
2: Yeah, but it was cute. I didn't mind it.
0: A couple of notes I had. Avon. Mm -hmm. you could just tell that dude is in sales all right you could (laughs) tell that dude is in sales there was a cheesiness about him that like you you just know you know that guy's in sales I kind of think he's full of shit something to um keep an eye on. Quincy the life coach at 25 life coach you don't know anything about life at 25 all right Don't tell me you're a life coach. I need something more than you. You're not long for this. All right. Um, A couple of other ones. Obviously, we had the twins. Didn't go very long. We mentioned Tino. Um, We mentioned Roby, the magician. That was lame. Uh, The guy who wore no shoes. Oh, yeah. What are we doing? Keep it classy. Like, this. that sucked. Like, get out of my face, guy. Um, Eric. With the tie thing, I mean, we'll we'll hold judgment. I liked Ryan with the whiteboard. The other all the guys who basically was like a roast on Clayton. Okay, that was my next question. The roast on Clayton or the over-the-top roast on Clayton. Funny, not funny. What did you think?
2: So here's the thing anyone that thought of doing a roast on Clayton, did you really think that you were going to be the only person that did that? I just think it's such an unoriginal thought. They do that every season. And like the girl said, why would they want to be reminded of what happened? Like, this is their time to shine. They are not interested in what happened before. It was traumatic for them. So like, yeah, maybe if you had a really funny joke, but none of them were really that funny. I mean, the song part was cute and catchy. But I think everything else was just silly.
0: I just think it was over the top. Like, I I didn't – and I think they really think that too. Like, you don't need to be reminded of this. Yeah. And, and the, the choir was ridiculous. Like, that was so ridiculous. Like, that guy can't get – off the screen fast enough. Like I was repulsed by that guy.
2: Well, they actually did. Um, someone like commented or something on Susie's TikTok and said, "Like, I beg of you two to do like a TikTok to the song," and they did.
0: So good for them for having the self awareness and being able to laugh at each other. Yeah, I yeah, I like that too. That's fine. But I, overall, I was just a little little underwhelmed you know what else is underwhelming that normally is not underwhelming on the first night is the amount of on-screen makeouts was, so uh, there yeah, was a so lot less well what, 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 there was a lot lot less than normal especially yeah. than last year with with clayton doing his uh kissing bandit shit what did you make of that
2: so it, and it's especially surprising i think because abby is very overtly sexual she talks about it all the time so you think she'd be the type
0: rachel is I, too, by the way
2: yeah well rachel i think is a little more like emotional about it so i could see her maybe not like making out with everyone on the first night but i think it goes back to the first concept that we spoke about that i think people are kind of hesitant guys are hesitant about making out with them because they're like well I just spoke to her once. So what happens if I talk to the other one and I like her and I fall in love with her and then it's like I was making out with the other one? I think people are treading lightly.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I actually appreciated it. I thought Great. there was a, in this respect, I actually thought that there was a certain authenticity to it. And I, you know, because. When it's so over the top, like every other minute, you know, you make outs on screen. It's just like, like, what are we doing here? Right? Like, that's not the way this is really happening. I I appreciated that. I really did. But I'll say this. And Mario got a first impression rose. I liked his suit. Would have appreciated a tie. Whatever. We spoke about that already. That first kiss with Gabby was 11 out of 10 awkward
2: yeah it was pretty 11 (laughs) out
0: of 10 awkward it was choppy it was awful and then she tried to talk about it how it was like wonderful like she was just lying to us i was very so
2: like the fact that rachel chose tina i thought was extremely obvious she made it obvious but I was very surprised with Gabby's choice. And I know that they tried to make it look like this, so I'm not being naive, but I really was surprised she didn't pick Eric. And I thought they're looked yeah. it look much better.
0: Yeah. And Eric's going to be a player in this series. Yeah. Going to be a player in this series. Uh, I You know, he stood out to me. Tino obviously stood out. but Oh, and speaking of Tino's kiss, that was awkward as hell too. When he like was just like, the way he asked, I was just like. Well, oh,
2: I mean, you know, I think in, in 2022, you got to make sure. Oh, right. I
0: mean, yeah, I guess. Like, but he, it was short of like the love contract joke from the Dave Chappelle show. Like where you have to like write out the consent. Like that was, it was just so awkward. The actual kiss went along fine yeah like mario's mario's kiss was was horrible but i just the lead-up was bad like it was just it was just awkward sexual tension and i just didn't see a whole lot of natural sexual chemistry
2: yeah that's why i was so surprised when she gave it to him i obviously had to, i re it you know because i have to do and make sure i catch everything nice. and i thought that maybe the first time i i like missed something because i couldn't understand and then when i watched it again i was like no i didn't miss anything i don't get i still don't get why she gave it to him
0: so now that the first yeah it was it was just weird i i I thought it was gonna be eric too um i also thought uh what's his name the whiteboard guy i'm I'm blanking on his name ryan ryan had a chance at it i thought he he stuck out um and it, and usually when we do these episodes it's like who are going to be like the the major players like if you were doing like a fantasy draft you'd want like who are, who would have been the best draft picks for this you can't even do that because there's so much variance. Yeah, that's so funny. That's what I was thinking saw The sub guy in in scenes from future seasons or future episodes it was just like, "Yeah, I can't accept this from you because I'm going after after her." And that's just going to be weird. So My my point is, I guess my question is afterwards, and we kind of alluded to this to start the show, but the future of this franchise, like, where are we going here? Like, what are we doing here?
2: Right. I mean, I guess the question is, is is the recipe now going to be that every time they have to one-up themselves and think of a new plot line of, of like, tweaking the show, or is this just... They're kind of trying it out, seeing what happens, and then if it flops, they go back to the regular recipe. I don't know.
0: If they feel the need to do this over and over again, then the show's dead. Yeah. Then then the people have spoken and the show's dead. And I'm not so sure that the people have spoken to that degree because the ratings are still good, right? Like as mad as people were at Clayton and how that whole thing went down people were mad they were very mad right people are still coming back for this right like people would if if they just chose gabby or they just chose rachel they they'd come back uh i I still think the the chris harrison thing looms large it like lingers over still um what do we think of jesse palmer's i
2: was i was about to say that jesse palmer was the mvp of the night i think I thought he was – I think he's so – listen, he's not Chris Harrison and no one will ever be, but I think he's an amazing second choice. I think he's a natural. He puts a little humor into it. He feels – he seems very comfortable. They seem like they like him. I think he's a great backup plan.
0: He has the cadences down. He has the the over-the-topness down. He even leans into it knowing that he's a little ridiculous – uh, which I appreciate. he cannot be the MVP of the season. if he's the MVP of the season, we're in trouble and I'm no, not I say MVP of the, of the episode no, no I understand no Uh-oh. I understand I'm saying if if he's the MVP of the season and the guys aren't gonna step up as a collective or a couple of individuals, then I'm not making it to the finish line.
2: well I honestly think that Gabby is gonna be the MVP of the season. Why? Because I think she is one of those bachelorettes. I would equate her probably to Caitlin, where, you know, usually when the contestant becomes a bachelor or bachelorette, even though you, you think, or you're tricked to think that it's all about that person, it's actually really not. It's all about the contestants. And it's actually very little about the bachelor or bachelorette, but someone like Caitlin had so much personality and was so entertaining I- but it actually was about her and she was very involved. And I think that's gonna be Gabby as well. She's really funny. She has a lot of personality. She has a lot of depth to her. And I think she I really think she stole last season. And I think she's gonna continue to steal this one. And I feel a little bit badly for Rachel because I think she will be over. I feel by
0: very her. badly for Rachel, because I think Rachel got absolutely dominated in yeah. the quote unquote head to head matchup between the two. I think she got dominated. Like she, and got I think played- she will. Yeah, I think she got played off the screen, and I don't know why she would have agreed to do this. I, I really don't, and and I can't imagine that it was just sprung up on her like that, but, like, why would she agree to do this?
2: I think she is someone that would actually thrive on Paradise, and I think they did her a disservice.
0: I agree. She's She's good-looking. I think she's the better-looking of the two. How interesting I don't, but. I think she's the better looking of the two. I just, she's a little too plain. So when you're putting in, in content or in comparison, not even comparison, but like juxtaposed with Gabby, who's got all of this, you know, personality and a very dry sense of humor. Yeah. I just, like, I don't see how Rachel is going to steal the screen from Gabby. And if it's really about the two of them, I I just don't see it.
2: Yeah, and they're going to end up making like that. Gabby's going to end up feeling badly because the guys are going to like her more, and then it's just and we don't
0: need that because ultimately, like, if they're trying to find love out of this, which whatever, if we think it's that you know altruistic or not, but I don't know, it's just it's just weird. I, I I'm intrigued by the. Concept, I want to see how it goes, but I don't have high hopes. I just don't.
2: I think it's too early to tell. I'm open to seeing where it goes. That's
0: what I'll say. If you had to pick one guy, or I should say five guys, it's, I can't even ask this question because, again, oh, like, no. like they're going at – this is throwing our episodes off. Like, we can't have this. Like, ABC, figure it the hell out. Like, what do we? Wow, I, I, yeah, you know I,
2: I know. Normally, I have a really like, you know, maybe I have a top six, and then I'm, you know, it's that, that last person I'm deciding between. This one, I wrote down like eight guys because we really didn't get to know anything about them. I don't really feel like I can make a call on that, I, but I think I think next week we we could make. Like and I think that counts to still do a top five because only three people went home this
0: time. Well, we may have to then run it back next week also, where we have a better idea because I just I feel very open ended right now, and normally we have yeah. we have an idea of how this season's gonna shake out, and maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. I'm I'm open to it. I'm just not hopeful. So that's where I land. All right, Lizzie, this was fun as always. Uh, Always a pleasure to do these episodes, and uh, we'll reconvene next week, hopefully, and maybe we'll have a little bit more closure. A little Uh, bit more of a a painted picture, I should say. Not closure, a painted picture. Perfect. I'll speak to you. Thanks again to recurring guest Lizzie Firstendig for coming on, talking about this season of The Bachelorette. It's a weird season. I really don't know what to make of it, as you heard in our talk, but I'm willing to— to be wrong about this, but I'm not really sure I'm going to enjoy this season. Anyway, that's episode 165. For the love of the game, New York Knicks. Go get your man, Donovan Mitchell. Take us out, Talib quality Some people some people try just get a for a piece
1: of the pie.